Welcome to the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. Each week, we chat with game changers, thought leaders, and experts to help you ignite your light and spark your power so you can go out and raise the vibration and change the world for the better. You may find us on social at wonder.life, at Wonder Health, and that is Wonder with a U. Subscribe, like, and share so we can light up this world together. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the show. Today on the podcast, I am so honored, thrilled, and overjoyed to welcome my dear friend, brilliant businesswoman, thought leader, and international speaker, and the author of navigating uncertainty. Mackenzie Fogelson will join us for the next several weeks as we navigate uncertainty together, whether in our personal lives or our business lives. So buckle up, ignite your light, spark your power, and get ready to launch into 2021 and rock your world. We hope you enjoy the show. Let's talk about uncertainty. Why? I mean, it's it's truly crazy because we have built this life, at least our American life, on the notion of of the safety. And I really think that, I mean, granted, I was not alive in the 50s, but we have enough data to go back. You know, the 50s were really a, a time where we built the constructs because um, we were coming out of this, this very scary time, um, war, um, the depression. I mean, it was like we were at the bottom of the barrel. And so we needed to create the American dream so that we could have something new. And and actually, I'm not dissing the American dream. It wasn't possible for everybody, or at least they didn't think it was, so it wasn't possible for them. So we started to build these constructs over time that clearly did not work. So we lived in this fake bubble, and I guess not every bubble's fake, but you know, we lived in this bubble, and then in the sixties, people were like, wait a second, this is bullshit. And then, so, and so like, basically we had a moment of, of bubble life. Some people did. And then we've been like breaking those down, those constructs and building them faster and bigger and supersized ever since. And, you know, so, but we've lived in this illusion. We've always been life is uncertain. The planet, you know, the universe and the things that the universe creates are, that's, that I'm certain that there is some sort of, of evolution happening, but even that is not certain. At least we don't know it. So, you know, we have, we have lied to ourselves. So there's, we get over it. We can, we can, and I can have <laughs> compassion. Pardon me. I, I will go back to my compassionate self, wherever she is. <laughs> right. And so it's like, okay, let's take time to grieve that lie that we created for ourselves. Yeah. And let's get real about this whole thing. And, and, and how can we find peace in the discomfort, in the uncertainty and, and, and like settle into this is the reality is, is that the reality is uncertain and, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. It, I think that we're just, we're so wired for comfort and security, you know? Um, and, and some of it is 
just part of our, you know, caveman days of, you know, it really was fight or flight, right? Um, like those things don't leave us. They're, they're always here, but um, just like in, in the work that I've done to, you know, understand what, what my wounds and things of my past and how my mindsets and belief systems and the way that I navigated my environment when I was a kid and how that's different now because I'm an adult. Learning that, um, you know, doesn't mean it makes it any easier to, to navigate uncertainty and face the hard things that I've built the courage to, to do today. It doesn't make it any easier. It just, it just makes it easier to understand Kenzie, yes. you channeled this and you channeled this before the entire world changed, which is why it's so cool because the universe said, girl, this is actually, you know, this is your gift. And so you channeled this before the whole world realized they were in a space of absolute uncertainty. What are you even talking about? And, and take us home, sister, where, where are we going? Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of give you the situation in, in a very nut, big nutshell. <laughs> it's, it's the premise that uncertainty in both life and work, it, it, brings fear, uh, it brings up fears and feelings and emotions. You know, that's just the way it works in life. And, and that keeps us from operating at our best, both as humans and also as companies. So, uh, I mean, I talk a lot about this in the manifesto, but all of that creates tension. So then we end up living in the, these, you know, little bubbles of tension and, and in self-organized self-managing companies, which is really more of like this progressive future of work way of operating a company, um, which many, many traditional companies are waking up to, but, um, you know, it, tension is celebrated. Like that's how we figure out where to go next. You know, it's, it's kind of like the thought that contrast breeds clarity, you know? So it's how we show up in it that makes it hard. And then as a company, when we're not conscious to the ideals that we're running and hustling towards and, um, and then we're not, we don't have our emotions in check we don't know how to manage our emotions. We don't know how to be self-aware and do a lot of the things that we need to manage as humans in uncertain environments. It's just, we get a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of people being not so good to each other, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, is that people are a business of one. And mm -hmm. so they show up at the workplace as themselves, like they cannot hide that. And so you're really talking about the fundamental core values of how business has really been run and how that's not in alignment with who people are. And so we have to become conscious around the work that we're doing, which is why you're really bringing this forth, I think. I mean, I'm projecting my thoughts onto you you know, why you're going into these spaces to help people to get real. Yeah, well, it's funny because um, the word wholeness, I've heard people say that a lot in the last, you know, six, eight, 12 months, even, you know, before COVID, like 
bring your whole self to work. You know, we hear that all the time, which absolutely a huge advocate for that. However, many of us don't have the tools to do that. And so now we're coming to work and we want to be who we are and we're working our shit out on other people and we're blaming and we're, we're not, you know, taking care of our own needs. And so, so that's the human side of it. Right. So I always call these, this whole understanding of how companies navigate uncertainty. There's two big parts. Like we have ways of being and ways of doing. So the ways of being is that if you want to bucket it into like that leadership side, you know, as a leader. And when I say leader, I don't mean exec or senior person. I mean, every human being who steps into that company is responsible for being a grown up, right? And, and if we want them to operate in those healthy and whole ways, there are things we need to teach them. There are tools they need to learn. So that's all ways of being, right? So then, then there's also the business side. We work in companies and we run businesses because we want to make money. There is no shame in that, right? But our systems and the way in which we try to control and make people do things or, you know, you'll hear people say, I want, I want our, our employees to be more motivated at work. We want to motivate them. Well, we don't control that. They do. So yeah. how, do you, how do you build your systems in a way that create these conditions for the best of what we want to happen? So it's absolutely an intersection of those two things where this is not just a quote unquote culture thing. This is not the, when people call it this, I want to scream the soft skills. You know, we just need to learn the soft stuff. You know, it is absolutely the hardest work that companies Wait. will ever do. <laughs> so an emotion, is that the, yeah. the soft skills? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Bring uh, buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like uh, the behaviors, you know? So I, I think what's funny now is that we're coming into this time where talk about uncertainty is always with us. You and I have talked about this before. It's all we've got. And Pema Chodron writes beautifully about this at length and all the behaviors that show up in us when we're afraid, you know, when we're uncertain, when we feel insecure. And how really all we have is this moment, and then we have this one, and then we have this one, right? So it's, it's interesting because it really does bring that Buddhist philosophy into business without people even realizing it. But when, when COVID happened, you know, companies have been scrambling, like, how do we work 100% remote and trust our people and still get the same amount of work done? And, you know, it's, it's all about that. Well, when you're creating an environment that doesn't trust the people it works with and the systems aren't there also to support that, then of course we're, we're gonna have a lot of stuff show up under uncertainty, under the extreme pressure and the fears and feelings and the emotional hardships that are coming down on people harder than ever. Of yeah. course, that's gonna make us break. You know, we're, we're not ready to face it that way. Business many businesses have already shifted to this thought and are practicing this thought, but many, many, many have not. And to well, I mean, we're humans. Yeah. yeah. We're human. So, I mean, if you think about it from like a, a, a relationship standpoint, you know, I, 
if, if I'm not putting my thumb on you, or if I don't see you, I'm not going to trust that you're going to do the things you say you're going to do. I'm, I don't trust. Like, so you're talking about who we are as people. Yeah. Then, then it, it, it cannot help but become the culture in which our tiny little small startup business to our mid-sized business to our gigantic global dominating business if we do not have trust with self because it goes back to self yeah then I we then the words i was just thinking was journey to self if we <laughs> struggle if we struggle that hard in our journey with ourselves to manage the uncertainty that we're dealt in our lives we don't like surprises we don't like bumps that you know bring us hardship or or you know things that happen that we, it's it's uncomfortable it, it's it's not bringing us a feeling of like oh this is exactly what i wanted yes you know uh if we struggle with that journey imagine what struggles are present collectively in an organization and and really that's all we've got we we have a collective of individuals who have come together around a purpose to do work together because they believe in something, but, but the, the toil and the energy required, even just to manage yourself. And now you're stepping into a system and a collective of people who are running systems and trying to control and trying to ignore that we have these reactions to, these, to uncertainty constantly if, if we don't do that as individuals, then how will we ever do it as a collective? Right. 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 So I mean, there's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's this. Oh, you're good. There was a little Sorry, lag, but a little delay. there was a little delay. You keep going and I'll, it'll, okay. I'll edit that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Um, just, just kind of saying that, um, you know, we our job as humans individually to navigate that journey of self it doesn't go away when we step out of our home whether we choose that journey or not because many of us don't right and that's okay too and it's not like you're asking everyone in your company to all of a sudden be woke and become buddhist you know what i'm saying like right that's that's pretty unrealistic expectations but but if you but if you're gonna ask them to do anything those are some good asks <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> if only. But yeah, I mean, I, I, the premise is, is that uncertainty is hard, period. It was hard yeah. way before I started talking about it. It's not like I own this topic. It's just that my journey through owning my own business and, and being inside of multi-billion dollar businesses and also 30-person businesses, you know? at all sizes, all gamuts, all industries, the problems are all the same because we're human and we perpetuate the same things because we're afraid and because we, we crave security. And as Jerry Colonna would say, we need safety, love and belonging, you know, whether we're at home or at work, we need those things, you know? So you started, I mean, you've been on a journey through life, just in your various aspects of your businesses and building communities, and then really understanding the structures within communities. And you started doing this work 
from our sister Brene Brown, Brene, yes. not Brene, <laughs> Brene Brown, um, Brene Brown, and um, because you really wanted to explore that that psychological, intellectual, emotional aspect of of these structures, and mm-hmm. and really what she talks about and what you have you knew before you learned in the process and you've really made this bad boy your own, which is so exciting that we get to have time with you for the next many a moon. Um, (laughs) But really this notion of vulnerability. So talk about vulnerability as a business owner, as, as a CEO, as, as someone who's running from small to ginormous companies, why is vulnerability so important when we are talking about life and then life, the uncertainty of life? Yeah. Well, boy, boy, do I love Brene. I feel like <laughs> Brene was this gift that opened up for me um, right at a time where I was thinking, as an org designer, is it really all about systems? Um, which I adore and very much I'm a systems thinker, but what I was watching in these companies that was not moving, wasn't moving because of the system. It was, it wasn't moving because of the people, you know, and not to put the blame on the people, but knowing that if we have people who are in fear and who, who need support, you know, navigating that and understanding, um, really how to manage their emotions um, in our work environments every day with pressures and deliverables and deadlines and and all the things performing. Um, We can't get there without breaking down um, the vulnerability of that for people. And that's really what Brene does in her work. And she's had 20 some years of studying vulnerability and understanding its role in our human development and our our human behavior. So I trained with her for a few days um, to be certified to be able to teach her content. And then I basically intersected it with all of the systems knowledge and the org design stuff that I had in my back pocket. So um, the vulnerability premise is is brilliant because we're all vulnerable. all the time it's just a matter of whether we embrace that and acknowledge that and and use that as a softening to to approach approach our world or do we deny it and push it away and force and prove and protect like she would say and use our armor to um to ride the wave you know but as you said before it's all a choice It's all a choice. We choose again or not. And so that's the thing is that this whole journey is is a choice. How do you want to show up for yourself and in your own life? And then how do you want to show up at work? And the thing is, there are no differences in that. If I am at home and I'm blaming and shaming and this and that and carrying on, which uh, like sign me up, I'm I'm reforming myself. And then, (laughs) right. And then you, and then you find like, oh, I go to work and I'm the same person. Like you can't, you can't help but take responsibility at some point for what's happening 
in your world. Absolutely. And I think it was Martha Beck who says, how you do anything is how you do everything. Oh, and, I love and that. And, it, and it's like um, what we talked about with this coming back to, you know, it doesn't, the wholeness, your, your wholeness is, is not changed, whether you're at work or whether you're at home. And so it's, it's, um, it's an understanding of as companies, are we going to acknowledge the fact that we have humans working in our companies and they don't all have the tools that they need to navigate the environments that we're in. They just don't. It is unfair to expect that. Is it a luxury or a privilege to teach that to your employees? Yes. Is it a necessity? Absolutely. If companies want the results that they're asking for, that are literally astronomical in many cases, right? So, so how do you think that the companies, um, whether you're working with them or not, just on the global level, like, do you have a pulse on how companies are um, rising or crumbling for that matter in this time of uncertainty? And, you know, yeah, and, and no yeah. hand. Well, well, how about even like from a case study perspective? So there was a there's this beautiful, wonderful, amazing company that I've been working with for about 15 months now. And we had probably about seven months under our belts together before COVID hit. And they, you know, signed up for the entire, as we would call it, uh, a transformation. So it, that requires both changes in cultural stuff, <laughs> leadership, ways of being, all the ways we are with each other as people. And absolutely it requires an overhaul of our systems, which I would, would label as ways of doing. These are the things that run our businesses. This is what we use to operate, right? So um, there's, there's an interlocking that happens between that, those two pieces of work. But I was um, on this journey with this company and certainly it's a, it's a rough ride, right? Like it's as much my work as it is their work in the sense of every day I'm meeting my own fears and my own insecurities and my own stories in doing this work with them because I'm pushing people to the limits and disrupting everything they believe about work and business and leadership and asking them to park that and unlearn a bunch of shit so that we can strip away all of the armor and all of the cloudiness that has gotten in the way of them being real human beings with each other that unlock those systems they want so badly to run faster and perform better, right? So that is absolutely brilliant. So you, so you go meet them at work yeah. so that you can then help them to create their own transformational experiences at home and across channel if we are going to do some you know some bullshit speak um yeah. that is brilliant what can you break this down a little bit um as far as some of that work just like on that micro level as you know 
the processes because you we everyone has this org they have this yeah, yeah. desired outcome we want to activate our people so that they're most productive so that we can make the most money so that we can do debt to debt to debt so there's the steps to success so tell me what happens within these people so that this process uh, becomes uncoagulated or there, there's like more of a, like a, a funnel of light, if you will, for them to expand themselves in, 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 and really be able to perform at that higher level. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, it's always an invitation, although we get to a point where, you know, if, if you don't want to get on this ride, to where we're committing to being vulnerable, honest, compassionate, generous, curious, and to where ultimately it's that me first, then them mentality of, I have to get my work, you know, for me, I have to manage my emotions. I need to manage my needs. I need to um, understand in terms of my self-inquiry and awareness, like what I have to chew through and take care of. Brene calls it rumbling. Jerry Colonic calls it radical self-inquiry. You know, I have to take care of that first so that then I can walk into interactions with grown-ups as, as a grown-up so I'm not tearing other people down because of the discomfort and pain that I'm in. So the invitation to that is truly through, we, I, I say a lot, you know, we do the work in the work. So it's like, you start with a couple of teams, depending on how large the organization is. Um, you might start with just two teams and you start to kind of create this safe space for those teams to learn how to work in new ways. And that's everything from how do we talk to each other, not about each other. So communication wow. is all of it. One oh one. Hello. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So there's that as much as there is. How do we run a meeting so that we don't go into a room together and do nothing for an hour and then our whole day is full of meetings and we've gotten no work done, right? Like that's not a work environment. So, so it's both sides. Obviously as humans, we love to do the side that helps us clean up processes, that helps us check off lists, to, that helps us do all the linear shit that makes us feel like, oh, this is how you work, right? But the real work is then in, in the underneath where we're facing those stories that we have when we're walking into a meeting and we hear somebody say something and instead of talking to them about it, we go talk to our buddies about it and we gossip and we do drama and we back channel, right? And is that just fear? I mean, what is that smallness? I mean, why are we so afraid as humans to say, hey, Mac, you know, you hurt my feelings because you said whatever, or because that's the reality of it. It's like, or, or you are so audacious in your thought that I'd rather talk to Jim over here about you because I feel smaller than you. Why, why is that part of the construct? Because we're all five. Literally, <laughs> we are all five. If, if you really think about it, we're, we're most of us, it, without maybe even knowing it, we're, we're, we're mostly driving from our wounds, you know, and we don't, we don't know any better. So that's, 
that's where the empathy piece in this work has been enormous for me because uh, as you were saying, the reformation that, that we've been doing as parents and as partners and as friends and uh, all the other roles we play, it's like, I, I am judgmental AF, you know, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm critical and, and I'm a perfectionist and I'm all the things that I really don't want to be because they feel bad. But what I'm learning through this work in teaching other adults how they can be free of those things too, is that it's okay. You know, we, we learned how to manage and um, kind of how to stay alive in, in some sense of the word when we were kids and how to navigate our environment. Some of us were luckier than others. And then we become these adults and then we have all this stuff that we carried with us that is mostly unconscious, right? And, and then that stuff runs us. So it's really, it's all the stuff that when you put that into the pressure cooker of work, where we have so much pressure to meet our deadlines and our sales quotas and impress our bosses and climb the ladder and be moms and, and do all the other things that we're doing in our careers. Well, no wonder we wanna go into meetings and just get shit done and not say, how are you today? You know, no yeah. wonder, no wonder we don't want to take time to talk directly to people to work things out. We're afraid and we're tired and we're depleted. We don't have empathy and compassion for ourselves. How are we supposed to do that for someone else? You know? Yes. And you know, what really comes up for me as you've been talking just about this process of, you know, becoming self-aware and, you know, we don't know what we're doing. It's like we have to begin to reparent ourselves because we have to yeah. reprogram. We, it's, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. This is really frigging fascinating because we're just people. Uh, absolutely. And people who are trying to make a living and right now, especially with COVID, take care of our families and keep ourselves safe. Like literally for some people right now, it actually is a matter of life or death. Right? Yes. So, so yeah, you just mix all that together and, and, and to kind of circle back to that story about the company that I've been helping, they had seven months of training. So it's like, you know, two, two teams start to seed some of these ways of working, these guiding principles that we use, you know, they're more agile in nature. So like small moves over big moves, less over more progress over perfection, consent over consensus, all things that help companies operate better in, in terms of agility. And, you know, pairing that with all the leadership stuff, right? Like helping them learn the courage to talk to people, not about people and, and many other things, right? So that started to scale out to the corners of the company. And when we were about seven months in, COVID hit. And where uh, most companies, you know, really like, I mean, everybody just went, whoa, what the hell is going on? And I remember being choked by the fear of what it seemed to be coming at us. And then I paused myself and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this, it's all construct, right? We know nothing. This is all the practice of walking into uncertainty. And so I was in Arizona at the time and I got on a, you know, a Zoom call for this company and basically we just spent an hour talking about fear and talking about uncertainty 
and basically reassuring them to say, hey, you have been in training for this for seven months. If, if, anybody, if anybody is prepared to face this level of uncertainty, it's you guys. You have the tools, you've been practicing, you're aware. And so we just worked through what it feels like to feel this much fear and how do we walk into uncertainty? One small move at a time. We don't need plans. We don't need anything that is going to be irrelevant, maybe even tomorrow. That's what we've been noticing, right? Is things don't even last three weeks. We, don't, we only have three hours, right? Yeah. Changing so quickly. So we've been having a lot of those conversations, but to be honest, they, they accelerated. They had to make some adjustments and they had to right size some things. And absolutely, it has not been easy but they faced it like champs and with wholeheartedness, um, taking care of people, running the business, being fiscally responsible. And they're even more profitable when they were before COVID hit. So it's absolutely possible. You know, it, it's just like you said, it's a commitment to myself and, and to the people around me. As humans, we're so wired to feel we want comfort. And like you're saying, we've built an entire world based on consumerism and, and medication and numbing and, you know, with alcohol and drugs and, and all the things, shopping, travel, everything you want to name. So we don't want to be uncomfortable. We've, we've tried to engineer that out of our culture, right? So when we talk about doing the hard, arduous work of coming back to center, not only as people, but also as companies, that's hard work. And we're not, we're not naturally built to go through that with ease. We're going to fight it. We're going to fight change. We always fight change, even if it's good for us. Girl, that is amazing and what is so good is that we are going to i'm gonna learn so much from you in this process but what we're going to be able to do is really break this thing down into various little modules so that we can help people show up in their place of business wherever that is no matter small or large and give you all the tools that you need mac is truly one of the most innovative designers and intuitive on top of that. And so because you, and, and you've lived it and you live it every day and you rise to the occasion every day, even when it's hard. And so you're yeah. constantly s sitting in your own uncertainty and going, okay, what do I need to know about this? So we are going to really just break this thing down because if we do not address this fine moment and, and, and really choose to evolve and to have that transformation for ourselves, whether we own a business, whether we work somewhere or whether we think we want to go and work somewhere, we have got to, to use this moment to redefine what we believe reality is. And I know that you have so many tools to help us through that. And so if we are not growing, especially in this moment, 
we will perish. And that is not to scare people or to be like gloom and doom. That is just the reality. We have to rise or we will fall away. It's an invitation, right? Right now, it's an invitation and a gift for us to be able to walk through it with a different lens. A to the men. Stay tuned for more of Mackenzie Fogelson. We are going to be <laughs> all up in this uncertainty. Um, and honestly, Mackenzie, what'll be really cool is as we are talking to people about navigating uncertainty, they can visit your manifesto. Yes. On and medium. where can they find it? Yeah. So on medium, if you just search for navigating uncertainty, you can also find me there at Mac Fogelson. You're being so proper and calling me Mackenzie, but I think most people know me as Mac in, in the world. So yeah. They, I will call you by there. your given name. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thank you, Mackenzie Mac Fogelson. <laughs> Thank you. It was great to chat with you today. You too. This has been an episode of the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. You may find us on social at wonder.life, at wonderhealth, or at wonderhealth.com. And that is wonder with a U. Stay tuned for our upcoming launch of the Wonder Wellness Academy, where you and master teachers connect to elevate your minds, bodies, and souls.